New research released by the Mayo Clinic found that more Americans have to take their health more seriously. In a study released in May of 2020, it found that less than 3% of Americans are currently living a healthy lifestyle and meet the criteria and the characteristics which measure a person's ability to reduce heart disease. Joshua Elmore is a San Diego personal trainer and fitness industry expert on a mission to make sure that more Americans are healthier. He's found a way to succeed in a hyper-competitive industry, making more than six figures, making sure that those around him adopt a healthier mindset and lifestyle. Elmore joined me this week to share what he's learned, the knowledge he's absorbed, and how we can all prioritize our fitness. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. If you're ready, I'll welcome you to the program, and I'm excited to talk to you uh, today today all about your fitness journey. Great to see you, and thanks so very much for being here, buddy. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks. So, Josh, I know that you've been relatively uh, successful in the fitness space and that you've built a six-figure income for yourself being a consultant and personal trainer. So I'm wondering... Uh, if we can start our conversation by uh, you just telling me how you did it, because, you know, uh, the personal training space can be a tricky for some pe- people. So I'm wondering how you found some uh, success. You know, with that, I, you know, I didn't start successful. I think the, the main priority when you're going into that kind of business is you have to genuinely want to help people. You know, you got to make sure that you're going into it for the right reasons. And then you also have to be aware that you should always be learning more. You know, so if I took on a new client, the first thing I would do is try to get to know them, see exactly what they need, exactly what they want. And then I would try to do some research and really figure out how I can help this person the most. And, you know, obviously with with hard work and, and dedication and commitment to the process it was just a building process for me and it's something that I didn't I actually got into um, you know by accident I I didn't initially want to be you know a personal trainer I didn't expect to be in the fitness realm but you know as you take on a new client and you can really see you know the progress that they that they overcome and um, you know all these all these boundaries that they fight through and six months later they're a completely different person and so I just got uh, you know, kind of obsessed with that. I saw the impact that I was able to make and, and that kept me going. 
And, and also, I'm also wondering your thoughts on where your passion uh, for fitness comes from. Why do you like what you do, Bonnie? You know, I mean, you can see what it does for people mentally, physically, you know, emotionally. Um, it, it really helps enhance your life in all aspects. Uh, you know, I'd get a new client, maybe they, they'd come in every day with just a grim face. And then three months later, they're working out regularly, they're eating right, they're kind of glowing, you know, they're coming in with a smile on their face. So that's, you know, kind of why I look at it the way I do from a, you know, outside perspective, but internally as well. I mean, without fitness, I couldn't, I couldn't function with the high stress that I have going on. Like I have to work out, I have to eat right. Otherwise my whole day is thrown off. So I've also seen what it can do for me and what it can do for other people. And it's just been a part of my lifestyle since I was, uh, you know, since I was a teenager. And how do you think it elevated your personal and professional life being healthier, Bunny? Uh, I mean, you can, you can notice it with your energy, your stress levels, you know, your concentration, your focus. I mean, the list uh, of benefits of exercise just go on and on. And, and you can notice it obviously physically, uh, you know, from the outside in, and then obviously how your body works, you know, biochemistry and the, ex and the physiology of your body just functions better. So the, the data is there, you know, how you feel is, is there. It's just an all around, something that everybody should be fitting into their life, even if it's a walk, you know, like a 30 minute walk outside, doesn't matter what it is, but, but it, it can enhance your life in, in many realms. Absolutely, you know, just before I hopped on uh, this call, buddy, I just finished a physiotherapy session. One of the things that I uh, do, cause I have um, cerebral palsy, right? So one of the things I try to do is be at least 10 minutes active every day. So that's yeah. one of the commitments I've made to myself. So there we go. That's awesome. And it helps a lot. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, hours and hours in the gym either. It could be something like you said, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, uh, something to just get your body moving. Yeah, absolutely, Bunny. Uh, and I know that you help people uh, live and adapt to a healthier lifestyle. So I'm wondering if we can dive into how to do that, Bun. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it really stems from the individual person and what they're really looking for. But it's not about just working out. It's about trying to change uh, habits. You know, you're, you're in this to really help people see that their life could be better some way or somehow and that whatever, you know, issue that they're working with, whether it's, you know, weight loss or whether it's something like osteoporosis or just some clients even getting up and down off the floor, you really got to key in and, and see what this person is looking for individually. And then you got to make them realize that their life doesn't have to be like that forever. You know, they can make a change. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some dedication, but they can get through whatever hurdle they're currently on. And once they realize that, it's, it's almost like people get addicted to it. You know, so I think in the very initial, it's all about listening, trying to understand your client, see exactly what they're looking for. And then just stemming off of that, how can I help this person change their daily habits? And Josh, uh, tell me, how do you define uh, how do you define personally uh, living life to the fullest, buddy? You know, for me, I think it's it's obviously you gotta be able to accomplish those you know goals that you have because for me, progress. And I think for a lot of people, progress is happiness. You know, if you're progressing in something, typically we're a little bit happier if we set goals 
if we set things that we want to accomplish and we actually accomplish those things, we're happier people. And of course, you got to also make time for yourself. Um, just uh, working out is one of those things that I have to make time for. Maybe for someone else, it's going on a hike or going on a walk. So I think it's a combination of, you know, accomplishing things that you set goals for. And then also making time to have fun and maybe travel or, or do something new every week as well. Maybe learn a new skill, maybe learn a new language. I think people should always be learning um, and always be kind of taking time for themselves as well. And absolutely. And, and Josh, as you know, in any uh, a successful uh, business or any successful uh, job venture, building relationships is uh, essentially important. So I'm, I'm wondering if you can comment on uh, the importance of building uh, sustainable relationships in the fitness industry. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I think it, it really stems from finding people that kind of have the same vision as you and seeing how you can help each other or how you can collaborate with each other. You know, I've had when I was a, I used to be a fitness manager for 24 hour fitness and I'm still in constant communication with some of the trainers that I helped train and develop who went out on their own ventures, you know, some are in San, San Francisco, some are in LA and we're constantly just collaborating and saying like, Hey, Hey, what's working for you. Okay. This is working for me right now. Uh, and, and how do we advance both of our businesses at the same time and kind of learn from each other constantly. And I think that's that's huge because you never know who's doing what and, and what's working for somebody else. And you just always have to approach things from a collaboration standpoint instead of like a, um, you know, you're you're I'm in constant, um, you know, competition with somebody else. You know, it's true, but also it doesn't have to be like that. There's there's plenty of clients and people out there for everybody. And Josh, tell me, how do you think uh, the pandemic affected uh, the fitness industry and how do you envision its future, Bun? You know, I mean, in the short term, obviously, a lot of things went virtual and you know, a lot of people were fleeing away from gyms. And some people I don't think will ever go back. But I think the majority of, of people will go back to gyms, will go back to in-person personal training rather than virtual because we're, you know, we're humans at the end of the day and we need that physical um, and kind of personal contact with people. I mean, virtual is great and it's, and it's a huge tool that we can utilize to this day. But at the end of the day, having somebody in person talking with somebody, communicating with somebody, body language. Uh, I don't think that's ever going to change. So I think a large majority as time goes on are going to start shifting back into being in the gym just because it's human nature. Yeah. And from a fitness perspective, Josh, I'm curious to know uh, what do what, what brings you uh, the most gratification in the gym? What do you do personally uh, to stay healthy and fit, Button? I think it's it's just making it part of your lifestyle uh, and, and not giving yourself an excuse to not go to the gym. So if you set a time, let's say it's 8 a.m. in the morning and you're like, I'm going to go to the gym at this time. We've heard all of this before, set out your clothes, you know, wake out up at a certain time and all that. But the, where the difficulty really comes into place is if you look, wake up at 8 a.m. and you don't go to the gym, then you're setting yourself up for failure because then the next day you're giving yourself 
the idea that it's okay to skip and then it's okay to skip again. So the key, you know, the most gratification for me is, is when you wake up at eight to do something, you got to do it. And then it gets easier as time goes on because you really feel it afterwards. I mean, uh, I'm more focused, I'm less stressed, you know, I feel stronger. Obviously you're going to prevent the aging process. And these are all things that I think about when I think about working out as well. It's not just, um, how I look, it's more so how I feel and how I approach the day. And Josh, tell me, what are uh, a couple of things that people would be surprised to learn about you, buddy? Um, well, I mean, I, I didn't start from a, a good upbringing. You know, I actually grew up in a very uh, bad area in, in San Francisco area, and I barely passed Algebra 2. And so for all the people out there that, that feel like they're disadvantaged or they come from a hard upbringing, just know that for me, books, books were my, my venture. So as a, as a teenager, I wasn't interested in learning. I barely, you know, passed average over two, barely graduated, never took my SAT. It was later on in life that I really started reading, learning from the best leaders. You know, a book is a crazy thing. You got 200 pages of somebody that went through a lot in their lifetime to be successful and you have access to that. So for me, reading is a big one. Um, and it's really helped me uh, move up and move forward in life. Um, and, and I think that's the big, the biggest part is when you have that big of a hurdle to go over, um, you know, you, you appreciate where you're at currently a lot more than if you're kind of given everything. And Josh, tell me, what do you think, I had mentioned earlier that I had a CP, so I'm curious to ask you about uh, uh, fitness for people with disabilities. What do you think the key is to ensuring that that segment of our population, population stays healthy and active? You know, I, I think obviously, and I'm hoping this is the case, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that insurance will at some point cover some type of personal training or like physiotherapy that you went over today um, because it's so important exercise is one of the biggest things but i think it's it's more so things that are going to work for each population and everybody's so different uh you know i used to train a, a, a girl who had autism and i was when we worked out on the floor it was very difficult for her to have body control and to do certain exercises but as soon as we got in the pool um, she was able to do that just fine. She actually went on to lose 20 pounds in a month, which is a lot of weight, but she just loved swimming. So that specific exercise of swimming works for her. And I think it's really about, you know, as more research comes out, figuring out what type of exercise works um, for each individual person, you know, who has an individual or, or specific um, ailment. Yeah, absolutely. I know that uh, swimming uh, does a great deal of good for me, so I can appreciate that. But Josh, I see that you live in uh, San Diego and you're a California kid. So tell me, what, what's the best part about living the uh, California lifestyle, buddy? Oh, man. I mean, San Diego, is it, it, you know, I've lived in California my whole life. I've lived in San Francisco area. I've lived in uh, NorCal up in Chico near the Oregon border. And I've lived in Los Angeles as well, you know, all over for work. But San Diego is just its own um, beautiful, you know, city. I mean, I, I live a couple blocks from the beach, so I can't complain. You know, I, I took up surfing. It's just, it's beautiful here every day. Uh, I can't complain. It's it's one of the best places I've ever been. I don't count leaving. 
Uh, I would. I wouldn't say so if you're used to that California lifestyle, buddy. So, yeah. and tell me, outside of the gym, Bob, what are some of your habit or your hobbies? I, I know that you mentioned uh, surfing. What else do you like to do for mm-hmm. fun, Bob? Yeah, surfing. I love to travel. You know, just be able to get up, leave. You know, go somewhere spontaneously. Uh, I I also love obviously working out love to cook, uh, hiking, a lot of outdoor stuff, mostly, I mean, camping. And then obviously, uh, you know, I work on other ventures as well, like, um, like this, you know, my website and, and, and starting a whole YouTube thing. So, I mean, those are just some of the things I like to do, but more so just in, in productive being outside, you know, trying to my best to alleviate, you know, stress or unwind or unplug whenever I can. Absolutely. And the key to my heart, Josh, is food. So I want to know when I come visit you in San Diego, what am I going to eat, buddy? Oh, man, we got it. Mexican food. Definitely Mexican food for sure. We have some of the best Mexican food. Um, you know, pizza's okay, but we have a lot of good food out here. I mean, you could pick anything uh, from that long list and, and we could definitely find it. Well, one thing you should know about me, Josh, is one abnormal thing about me is that I'm I'm not the hugest fan of pizza or ice cream. So those really? Are, those are uh, not in my palate, buddy. So there you okay. go. All right. Well, that's fine. You have plenty out here. I, I, I'm probably the only person that you're going to meet that doesn't like pizza and ice cream, but that's okay. I think you're the first. I think you're the first. But hey, now cross it off the bucket list, you know. So, uh, Josh, tell me, how do you want your personal and, and professional legacy to be defined? You know, it's, it's, I guess I, I'd want to come from a place and want people to know that, you know, throughout my career, I was more focused on helping people rather than simply collecting a paycheck or making a lot of money. I mean, my, my goals and my, you know, want to help others and to help other people you know, achieve their fitness goals or other trainers become better trainers or be as busy as they want, or as many clients as they want. Um, that's more important to me than, you know, just making a lot of money. And s- thankfully, uh, this thought process has given me the ability to do that. But it, it, that's how I want my legacy to be defined is that how can I help this specific person as as much as possible in a time that I have allotted to them, whether they're paying for it or not. Uh, that's kind of how I want my legacy to be defined. Absolutely. You know, my, I always tell myself, and I live by uh, the motto that inclusion is the gateway to independence that anyway we can get it, right? So that, yeah. that's sort of how I live my life. But uh, Josh, finally tell me, uh, if people want to uh, get connected with you, what's the best way they can do that, Bob? Yeah, I got a couple different ways. I have a website. It's called fitnessbusinessconsulting.net. And I have a course on there um, for personal trainers who are looking to uplift and, and move forward with uh, and learn, just learn how to kind of talk to people, how to talk to their clients. Um, and then I also have an Instagram. It's called fitbizconsultant um, at Instagram. And those are probably the best ways to contact me. Hey, Josh, I'm better for talking uh, to you this morning. I want to thank you for getting up early uh, to talk to me this morning. Your time, insights, and perspectives are most appreciated. I want to thank you for a few minutes, Bud. It's most appreciated. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. You know, I had a good time.